What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Healthy, alive, doing well. You know, kind of getting ready for the move. Uh, hopefully everything continues going as planned. Uh, so kind of packing up and, you know. You still got a month though, right? A month from today, actually. I see. Well, uh, I hope everything goes well for you. Did you have fun last night? I did. Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit different, uh, I know. Uh, yeah. There were some other topics I wanted to go over. You know, I mean, there's a lot. Honestly, there's a lot to unpack there, really. But um, yeah, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. It was it was it's nice to kick your feet up. And at the same time, it's kind of like we're watching our country burn and lock down and people's oh, lives yeah. being destroyed because of COVID. There is that and, little, yeah. yeah, there is that little thing. I mean, it's it's just something small. It's not major. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just, no. just a minor, minor footnote. But it again, like you said, it, it is nice to put your feet up a little bit and and just kind of relax and and get off topic for a day. And to be fair, I think we needed it as stressed out as we were over the last few days with all this election crap. I mean, when I was talking to Marty about, uh, you know, putting that together, I mean, we, we've actually had that on the back burner for going on three weeks now. So it's um, it's something, you know, it's, it's it's a step right to bring it to the forefront. So, I mean, planning it and putting it together and all that stuff. I mean, it's that's been that's been very satisfying to actually say, OK, we're actually going to get out of the political arena for the day. And, you know, that's that's kind of what we set out to do in the first place was we wanted to create this podcast so you could you could actually have a, a forum and a dialogue between all of us that have different experiences and different takes on things. So we so we can share our experiences on how we made ourselves better people, because as Benjamin Franklin put it, by making yourself better, the world is a better place. So it starts with the individual. So hence why we called it dynamic independence, because it's it's so many different ways to achieve the same goal. But it's about improving yourself. It's not about uh, all this politics stuff. Everything's turned in to political stuff. And this is not the way that we initially set out to do it. I mean, if you go back and you listen to some of our earlier podcasts, I mean, what were we talking about? We were talking about like home security. We were talking about, uh, you know, a homeless crisis and, and all that stuff. I mean, it was like so many different things. And I, I think about what talk radio was when I was younger. Because it wasn't always politics. Everything on talk radio now is politics. And I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Talk radio is more about whatever the topic is. It's not always political. Not everything in this world is political. And I don't like the fact that it is. You know, there were so many other points. I mean, all of us, I think, are having the same sentiment. As a matter of fact, I spoke to Brian again this afternoon because we're working out a little sound issue on something. We're actually testing it right now. So I hope it goes well. But all of us seem to have the same uh, feedback on ourselves from last night. We think we've all listened to this back and we think, man, we, we could have made all these other points. We could have gone this other way with this. We could have talked about this experience. We could have talked about that experience, but we just didn't have the time. We, we didn't get to it. So, I mean, it's it's going to be one of those topics that we revisit again at some point. But again, I mean, it's it, there, again, like I said, there's more to, to talking than just political stuff. I like talking politics. I mean, that is where my passion is. And uh, I, I think self-improvement, uh, self-independence is uh, is going to be paramount going forward. So, I mean, we, we've got to figure out 
who we are as people, who we are as individuals, and recognize that uh, there's more to life than than all of this garbage that we see on television and in entertainment and on social media. So, I mean, there, there's more to life than that. And uh, I look forward to, to talking about uh, a lot of those different topics, those off topics uh, in our break room segment uh, in the coming days. And I mean, if there's a subject out there as you as a listener that you want us to discuss, or if you want to get in on that discussion with us, we would be happy to have that. We plug ourselves every day and, and we drop that in our... Um, uh, in our end promos every day uh, in our podcast. So uh, reach out to us and let us know. But anyway, this morning, let's uh, let's get into some... I, I don't want to talk too much on it. I mean, we have a little bit on it we can cover this afternoon. This afternoon is going to be about the <laughs> a potential Biden cabinet. Okay, we're going to look at that. I mean, I personally don't think that that's even going to happen, but um, you know, God help us if it does. But um, let's, uh, let's talk some COVID stuff this morning. So what do you have? Well, one of these... Um States that's kind of having a little bit of uh, voter fraud, uh, voting irregularities, however you want to say it. They're having an issue with uh, another COVID-19 outbreak. They're saying that they're nearing the tipping point. And this is uh, Wisconsin, by the way. Wisconsin. They're saying, uh, they're yeah, Wisconsin. They're saying I, they're I on think, the verge of... I think that state is either on the verge of being overturned or it already has. I'm not sure which one yeah. it is. Well, clearly, if it's been overturned, they have to lock down again. Oh, they got to lock down. Yeah, they have to. Yeah. yeah. So uh, basically what they're saying, uh, yesterday, there were about 7,500 new cases uh, of COVID-19. Okay. Now, the reason they're saying they're on the tipping point, all right, they have 2,000 people that are hospitalized currently with COVID-19 symptoms. Okay. And it's just to so, just so we're clear. It's the cold and flu season. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's symptoms is what's listed here. Uh, so that that should be mm-hmm. noted. It's not that they are COVID nineteen positive or negative. It's just symptoms of COVID nineteen. And then according to the uh, uh, state's website, uh, they're saying six hundred and six of those patients are currently on a ventilator. Now, what it doesn't say in the article. Because uh, I I kind of tied it two together there I I said the 606 are on ventilators you were as the reader are led to believe they're referencing well these are all these patients are COVID 19 uh, patients because of the way it's worded so the ones on the ventilator you would assume they're probably COVID 19 patients as well yeah it doesn't actually say that by the way it says there are 606 patients on a ventilator right now which is one fourth of the the states. Uh, supply. So basically, my point and pointing this out is, uh, you know, how we've kind of been talking about how the media has been pushing a certain narrative like Biden won, Biden won, or uh, Biden's going to win. That's all the polls are saying. Uh Now they're saying COVID-19. Oh, we have this uptick of cases and there's so many more people in the hospital and with COVID-like symptoms. And oh, by the way, there's 606 people on ventilators which is a fourth. So I broke it down just just to look at it, to give it a little little perspective on this. 15% of the hospital beds currently are occupied by COVID-like symptoms in Wisconsin. So you have 15, it's a little more than 15%. All right. So we'll say 16 to be uh, conservative on the, on the number. Generous. Of those 16%, 30% of those are on ventilators. Now we don't know that it's tied to COVID-19. It's not specified. Anyway, all that to say, they're a bit manipulative in this article. And this is one of the mainstream medias. 
uh, corporate medias. It just so happens that Wisconsin is also one of the ones that has voting irregularities and there was lawsuits filed there. So it just, I wonder if they're going to do another lockdown if those votes are overturned huh. as retaliation. Yeah. Almost. One wonder. Almost seems coincidental, doesn't it? Almost. It kind of does. I mean, kind of does. A, a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist would have a heyday with that. Yeah, they would. Well, not to be outdone, your favorite governor, Bruce, he's back in the news. Uh, and he's, he, of course, you know, New York is seeing a resurgence. Well, I, I thought New York did it right. I thought they did it right. right. Got got hit yeah. harder than anywhere else in the world. And they did it right. I, I thought they did. And, and clearly the measures that they were taking as far as filling out all the paperwork, quarantining people and doing all this, they've been seeing a resurgence, oddly enough. Huh. I wonder why that is. Uh, but d- does that does that mean that the steps that you've been taking, that the draconian authoritative measures you've been taking haven't worked? D- does that is that what that means? Say New York it to Im- so. Uh, yes, say it and so. New York to impose curfew on restaurants, bars and gyms. Again, again, again with this crap. Do, do you notice it never ends? It never ends. It, it It's never we're going to uh, get past it and then we're going to be through on the other side of it. it. It's never that. They always say that, but they never actually do it, do they? Because it's not about a pandemic. It's not about a virus. The only way they can get away with calling this a pandemic is because the WHO actually changed the definition of it. That's the only way they can get away with this. New York will impose a handful of coronavirus restrictions on residents and businesses across the state as it tackles several hotspot outbreaks. Yeah, but where are they? Where are they? Wherever you say they are. Is that where they are? And tries to avoid a surge in cases, Governor Andrew Cuomo said on Wednesday. Well, it depends on how you voted. It depends on what that district right, voted, right, whether course, or not they have course. to look at lock it down. Yeah, because the you know the Orthodox Jewish community in Brooklyn, of course, I mean they had to lock all that down. You see, yeah, and right. Just, they were they were majority Trump supporters. I'm sure the district, though, I'm sure there was no voting irregularities there or anything. I'm sure. No, no, of course not. Restaurants and bars will be ordered to close at 10 p.m. beginning Friday. If it's so dire, why not close it right now? I mean, I've been asking the same question. Oh, we're going to shut it down next week. Why next week? Why not now? If it's so dire, if if it's such a a mess, then if it's so pressing, well, then why not shut it down immediately? Because it's not about that, is it? And and let's just stop being naive about it at this point. Though they can still operate for curbside pickup past that time, Cuomo said in a call with reporters. Gyms will also be forced to close at that time. I, I'm sure Mayor de Blasio can still get his work out, though. I'm, I'm sure that's fine. You know, he, he's a member of the, of the public. He He's a... Uh, he, he's in the government. He has to be healthy, you see. He has to be. The state will also crack down on people congregating inside ahead of the holiday season. Hmm. Almost like they don't want you to have Christmas because that's a holiday of actually celebrating with family and and celebrating the birth of Christ. What what was we saw today? Yeah. What what was it we said today, Bruce? Um. Or what was it we read today? Uh. Western values will be challenged in the coming days. Huh. Almost. Yeah. Almost seems to, to go along with that, doesn't it? Uh, banning gatherings yeah. of more than 10 people in a private residence, he said. Oh, oh, now see, you can't have more than 10 people in a residence now. You see that? So uh, let me let me let me just kind of propose this question, idea, thought. Can, can I Since, can I quote Cuomo first before yeah, you say that? Yeah, 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 yeah. He says what we're seeing is what they predicted for months. It's called flu season. We're seeing a national and global covid surge and New York is a ship on the covid tide. What about China? What about your compatriots over there? Yeah, oh, I said that. Yeah. What about them? Are they uh, are they seeing a, a COVID surge? Are they part of this uh, this global COVID surge? Are, are they? Uh, I mean, you would think that you know, Beijing, Shanghai, Hong Kong, you would think that these would be uh, epicenters, right? You seeing anything about that? You hearing anything about that? 
No, of course you're not. Yeah. Why? Because China's open for business. Exactly. That's a, that's what we're hearing. Is they're open for business? Yeah. Let me let me. When was when was the government given power over your private property and how many people you can have there? When did health. the First Amendment? Yeah, but when did the First Amendment get nullified? You know, peacefully assembled. When when was that done away with? Abolished? It was done away with when people started protesting them. At some point, I'm just going to throw this out there, and I'm not I'm not calling for anything. I'm just I'm just pointing this out because I know history. There's going to come a point when protesting isn't going to do it. Yeah, um, but that's also you know a constitutional right, right? Uh, airing your grievances to the government, peacefully protesting, assembling, uh, not peacefully protesting like the the media has been saying. Uh, should clarify that um, mostly because peaceful. yeah, yeah, the mostly peaceful, not 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 like that actual protesting right that there's a big difference um honestly yeah really you, you conservatives there in new york still those that believe in the constitution you know those of you that i'm i'm torn i'm torn i i'm i want you to get out if you're a conservative right maybe maybe go to one of the purple states you know if you're gonna vote you know conservative why don't you go to a purple state and kind of lean to the right a little bit, that state more, you know, how you vote. And maybe that'll help the country. But I, I want people to get out because I want the taxes. The, I want those states to lose their tax money. I want those states to really hurt for the kind of things they're doing to to Americans. But at the same time, we kind of need conservatives to stay too, because if we don't, they're going to have hellhole strongholds. They'll win states and then they'll just move on to the next state and try to take it over. So I'm I'm torn on what you do. Do you just stay and resist and say, no, I'm not shutting down 10 o'clock. Nope. We're not shutting down. You, you, you're going to revoke our license. All right, fine. Um, business isn't shutting down. You want to find us more and more. Okay. Every time, every bill that you give us, we're going to, we're going to sue you for 10 times the amount and just, you know, just resist. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do in this situation other than it's your constitutional right. It, it It's time that you grow some balls and stand up. People got to start saying no. And more than that, to your point there, businesses have got to start saying no. Businesses have got to start saying no. I, I'm sorry. That's all there is to it. If you want any kind of a pushback on this, it's got to come from some of the businesses. I mean, the people can only do so much. But where are you going to be as a small business owner? Do you, do you understand they're going to? Oh, I, I don't want to get off into this because they're, they're going to take everything you own because that's what it's designed to do. But uh, all right, let, let's let's get off on that. All right, let's get over to some um, uh, some censorship stuff. So Twitter censors 12 Trump posts in one day, 12 posts in one day. Twitter censored an unprecedented number of President Trump's posts during Tuesday, labeling no less than 12 tweets with warnings that Trump's claims cannot be verified. No, no. See, no, no, no. Uh, Trump. Uh, see, no. Twitter has said they don't they don't censor world leaders because they want the they, they want their the word to get out. You know, they want them to be able to speak freely and whatnot. They don't censor that that's fake news. They they don't censor world leaders. Right, right. I mean clearly, I mean they've never taken down a tweet or censored a tweet from the Ayatollah of Iran or um I'm not sure is is Kim Jong un on Twitter? Is that is that possible? I mean, I know that there's a joke account out there. Somebody sends me tweets for him sometimes. It's it's kind of funny. But uh, is is there an actual Twitter account for uh, the supreme leader, whatever he is? Uh, maybe because it it I I found one that says uh, it's at official KJU. Um, Interesting. They joined in 2013, and some of the posts are. Uh, I mean, it's Korean. Some of the stuff huh. it's English and Korean. So maybe. 
Okay, interesting. The majority of the warning stated uh, this this following quote: "This claim about election fraud is disputed, so therefore it can be verified." The post contained videos and links to conservative news sources such as Newsmax and One America News Network, which I think that's where Jack Posobiec is out of. Is One America News Network? He does good work. He does those two organizations. Honestly, that's probably going to be the new go to of the uh, the Fox News exodus. It's going to be those two networks there, I would assume. And then, of course, you have other independent news agencies out there. People are getting out of talk radio. They're joining the podcasting train. Uh, so this is going to become a bigger medium. I mean, podcasting, I've been I've been hearing is the um, the last frontier, if you will. But uh, it's only a matter of time. I mean, let's let's be fair. It's only a matter of time. But yeah, uh, they're they're going on and uh, and and censoring his um, his tweets. I mean, I can see the tweets here. Two or, th- or two of the tweets were statements that a Republican ballot observers, or excuse me, were statements that Republican ballot observers were not allowed to access the counting centers in Pennsylvania, which is a claim that was verified by scores of witnesses. Now, uh, there is a little bit of a just a slight bit of corruption from the Democrat Party in, in Philadelphia. We're, we're going to talk about that later on this afternoon. Now, it's entirely possible that. I mean, the election was on the up and up in Philly. But after you hear what was going on with with this fine group of people that they brought in there, uh, I don't see how you could believe that. But he linked also videos and articles from obviously the Federalist, Project Veritas. These are organizations that are not very well liked by big tech. So uh, they were uh, stamped with uh, this claim about election fraud is disputed. Uh, perhaps the most iconic label Twitter added was a retweet from Georgia Governor Brian Kemp pledging to only allow legally cast ballots. Didn't you say that legally cast ballots were now racist? Yeah, legal legal, uh, legal voting is now racist, yes. Legal voting, that's right. Uh, uh, I think I actually saw that. I believe it was uh, Ibram Kendi is the guy that said that. Okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, but oddly enough, you know the Miss America contest still went on through all this? Oh, you mean a super spreader event? What? Well, I don't, I don't think, honestly, I don't think that... Um, I don't think it was a super spreader event. I think it was a virtual Miss America. I think I, I, I don't think they actually had anybody there. But oddly enough, um, this is just sheer coincidence. And you know who you know who started the Miss America contest? You know you know who runs it and everything, right? It's, it was Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. Now it, listen to what I'm about to say. The first black woman to be crowned Miss Mississippi was crowned Miss USA on Monday, and will go on to represent the United States in the Miss Universe pageant. The beauty queen Asia Branch, I believe, is her name. Uh, Asya Asia. Or Asia, maybe okay. Asia, possibly. I, I don't maybe know. Maybe Asia. Yeah, Asia. It's one of the two. Now, hear me on this one. He is also a pro Second Amendment supporter and has previously met with President Donald Trump for roundtable discussions on criminal justice reform. At the pageant, the 22 year old Ole Miss grad was asked how she believes Americans can bring the country back together in the wake of becoming more polarized in today's society. Well, gee, all you have to do is ask the polarizers. I mean, that's a, that's a place I would start. You start with the media. I think that this is an issue of trust, she said. We've lost a lot of trust in the systems that seem to keep our country running, from the media to business to our government. And it's all about restoring that trust and coming together and working together. If we want to continue to be the greatest nation, we're going to have to set a better example. She's half right. I think she's half right. So, I mean, she's right about uh, the media, the business. I, I think she answered it well. She she answered it well enough to cover herself on the, on either end of that. So... Yeah. Anyway, uh, she was asked about, uh, of course, her her stance on on firearms. And of course, she's a 
pro-Second Amendment. She's from Mississippi. What do you want? She says, I think it's important that we not ban guns because obviously people will find a way to get what they want anyway. Isn't that what we've been saying this whole time? And I think it's our Second Amendment right, and we just need more safety surrounding that. I agree. It's the gun culture. We need to develop that culture again. But it all goes back to, uh, well, it's many different things, but essentially it all goes back to the destruction of the modern family. But that's another discussion. We could go on and on about that for hours. Okay. um, All right. So over to space. All right. Let's do a couple minutes on space here. So a new NASA study is out. The Milky Way. Um, which didn't you bring up the point that we're the, like this giant circling thing and there's a supermassive black hole in the in the middle of it? Isn't that what you said a couple of weeks ago? When we yeah, were looking at in that? a nutshell. Yeah. And it takes 250 million years to complete one revolution. Yeah, it's something the million or was it million or billion? I don't remember. I yeah, it was it was, it, it it was, was yeah. fascinating. Fascinating. A NASA study now has come out. It says that Milky Way hosts the, the Milky Way, which is our galaxy, hosts about 300 million potentially habitable planets. Launched in 2009, right, there was a Kepler Space Telescope, and the goal was to find out how many exoplanets there are in our galaxy. NASA scientists say our galaxy holds at least 300 million potentially habitable planets, according to the results of the study released at the end of October. So it was just put out a couple of weeks ago. Half of the stars with temperatures similar to that of the sun could have rocky planets, which in turn could have water and consequently life. Though this is the result of this, excuse me, though this result is far from a final value and water on the planet's surface is only one of many factors to support life, it's extremely exciting that we are able to calculate these worlds. Researchers say that their study is based on most conservative estimates and note that the number of potentially habitable planets could be much higher than 300 million. Uh, we want to be, NASA said that we want to be very conservative in case nature has any surprises regarding habitability. So we're lowballing the estimates intentionally. Uh, so basically, I'm not going to uh, attempt just, to pronounce that guy's name. I'm just throwing that out there. That's that that name's like six inches long on the page. I'm not doing that. So so basically what, what they're saying. So how they're determining a planet to be habitable in this case is each star has a Goldilocks zone, uh, if you will. It's the place where it's not too hot, not too cold. It's just about right for life to to exist. So where the Earth is uh, in in the orbit of the sun, that's the Goldilocks zone. So basically what they're doing, they observe the star. They determine how much energy the star is being put out or you know is putting out, the temperature, all that stuff. They see if there's a planet within the zone that would be habitable or or have similar temperatures to Earth. And there's a there's a fairly decent range in there. So if they find any planets in that range, which one of the ways they they see if there's a planet in the range, they determine the planet's orbit around the star based on it's a lot of a lot of calculations and numbers and figures. And but basically they observe planets orbiting the star by how many times and how quickly and or well, how quickly the planet goes in front of the star and our observe how when we're observing it right so that can determine the size of the planet how close it is to the star um and so on and so forth you could actually possibly glean the makeup of the planet off of that whole rotation anyway all that to say it's a bunch of mumbo jumbo to find that it's in a goldilocks zone and even if a planet is in a goldilocks zone it could be mars or venus I mean, we really don't know. Or for that matter, maybe the stars or, or the, the planets that we're able to see around the star systems is Jupiter. I mean, are those, so are we, those we really considered to be habitable? Mars and Venus? No, but they would be in the habitable zone. I mean, if, if you, Mars is like on the edge of habitable zones, 
if you will. That's like on the almost too far out, or it might be just past too far out. And Venus is too close. So the the habitable zone is basically in between Mars and Venus. That that's kind of the the habitable zone. And it obviously it's going to vary per per star system and whatnot. So we don't know. It could be a one in a million that Earth is Earth that we have life here. It's a one in a million chance, which is one of you know, 400 billion stars is the mm-hmm. high estimate. Mm-hmm. NASA say that some of the potentially habitable exoplanets discovered by Kep- the Kepler Space Telescope could be Earth's interstellar neighbors, and at least four of them are within 30 light years of the sun. Scientists say the closest exoplanet to Earth is about 20 light years away from us. So that's, is that the, um, is that the Alpha Centauri system? Is that the one we've, we've mentioned here before? Uh, it could be, yeah. The nearest, um, the nearest star system to us be. or something? Or is that just the star system itself? Uh, yeah, Proxima Centauri. So yeah, it'd be in that. It would be okay. in that Centauri area. All right, uh, we are out of time this morning. We, yeah, we are out of time this morning, so we are going to have to go. So thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Fantastic conversation last night. Uh, really enjoyed that one. So um, we are going to uh, be back later on this afternoon. So be sure and check us out uh, later on today as we talk about many different things. We're going to talk about. I think. I think the big topic is going to be the um, the Biden transition team, or not the transition team, the uh, the cat all star lineup we got coming up this afternoon. Anyway, we are going to have to go. So thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners for all these topics and more. Please check us out later on this afternoon, and I hope everyone has a great morning.